Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 291, recorded live on Sunday, January 20th, 2013. And here are your hosts, the man who had brunch this morning, Dave Pillay. Hey! The man who had curling this afternoon, Andy Lowe. Hi. And the man who has a podcast guest spot this evening, Johnny Nero. And I am nine episodes away from keeping my only on episodes that ha- that are divisible by 100. Oh. Well, it just means we'll have to have you back in nine days. Yeah, Nine right. weeks. <laughs> nine days, yeah, right. Nine days. <laughs> One episode a day, Andy. This is our new goal. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the sound of, a- of Andy's heart exploding. Nine oh. weeks. If we're, we're doing an episode a day, I'm going to say screw doing any any <laughs> audio editing editing at all post the raw yeah and i don't think we'd be you know how hard it would be to we try wouldn't and have find topics it? yeah i know yeah, you would you just talk about the days the day's events they'd like, actually probably be shorter seven. episodes we could andy we could do episodic content of episodes <laughs> if we're doing episodic content i'm going shorter. on valve's schedule Right, that's what I'm thinking. I'm, I'm, I'm building to that joke. Thank you. <laughs> Actually, it may not be a bad day. You guys record for 10 minutes a day, talk over the day's topics, and then just punch we, them all together on the seventh day. We get like two or three out, and then we stop. <laughs> no, but Johnny does have an idea. We just meet for 10 minutes a day, talk about the day's news. But, but we can't meet for 10 minutes a day because there's too much over. Andy, how long ago did you call me on Skype today? <laughs> Uh, it's been 32 minutes. No! <laughs> a 10-minute recording still has a 20-minute overhead. Yeah. Okay, so you meet for half an hour a day and spend 10 minutes talking about the day's news. No! <laughs> or we meet for an hour and a half and spend the hour talking about the week's news. We normally spend about an hour 15 talking about the week's news, which I okay. cut down to an hour. Basically, I schedule two hours of time for this. It's a good ballpark. Not... An hour every day, or a half hour every day. No. I don't think Dave liked this plan, Johnny. I don't think so either. Damn straight. (laughs) So, Dave, how was your brunch? It was delicious. I had baked eggs, which was basically eggs that are baked with spinach and prosciutto and various other cheeses. How do you bake an egg? (laughs) You put it in the oven? (laughs) You put it in the oven. Well, I mean, other than that sort of thing, I'd always think that the answer would be very carefully. Like, how do you microwave an egg? Very carefully. Not in the shell. (laughs) Isn't it, like, true if you microwave an egg, it will explode? If it's in the shell, it will explode. No. If you just... No, no, no. I've I've microwaved eggs in Pyrex dishes, and if they're in there for... And it it ranges from about... 10 seconds to 30 seconds, but somewhere past the 10-second mark and before the 30-second mark, an egg will explode. Yeah. Hmm. If, it's, if it's in the shell, it will explode. No, I'm talking about out of the shell. Really? Yeah. Because I know that you can actually make scrambled eggs in the microwave. Oh, you can. It's just it's a very delicate operation. Because <laughs> otherwise it will explode. <laughs> yep, and then you'll have a, a mess to clean up. <laughs> Well, it's really easy to clean up the stuff inside the microwave. You just microwave, was it, uh, a little bit of water and vinegar? Yep. Except that it's molten lava, pretty much. <laughs> well, well, you, you wait for it to cool first. 
Mmm, let me try eating this extremely hot exploded egg. Um, oh, God, my mouth. <laughs> it burns. It tastes like burning. Um, side note, for breakfast today, I also had eggs. I tried putting horseradish on my eggs, though. Ooh, how did that turn out? Uh, not that great. No? No. Because I tried cooking the horseradish along with the eggs at the same time. Oh, no. No, no, yeah. no, no. You, you add the horseradish after. That's what I was thinking about doing. But I was reading somewhere, somebody was like, oh, yeah, just saute the horseradish a little bit and then put the eggs on and then cook it the rest no. of the way. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Do that after. I'll put the eggs and then the cheese, a little bit of salt and pepper, and then I'll put the horseradish in probably with the Tabasco. Mix those two but together and put those on top of the eggs. Overkill, but okay. What? I like hot stuff. Ow, ow. How is, how is, what, you're not a big spicy food fan? I mean, I generally go toe-to-toe with you at Passover on the horseradish. There's a difference between spicy and burning your taste. Yeah, I'm, I'm also not the one who chugged hot sauce. That was not my smartest move. <laughs> <laughs> what was your first thought of that? <laughs> What was your first clue, I should he, say? He followed it up with a shooter of ranch. <laughs> Try I'm not kidding, either. No, no, he's not. Well, the ranch the ranch actually isn't a bad idea. It's got no. milk and cream in it, so it, it'll actually stop the burning. I'm not so sure why he chose ranch, but... Because that's what was on his plate. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's not my most proudest moment. No. I thought it was funny as hell. <laughs> Johnny, do you do spicy foods, being a Texan? Uh, no. No? No, no because, because being a Texan and they say, oh, yeah, I like it spicy means, oh, yeah, I like my taste buds to be burned off. Oh. Now, Johnny, do you still consider yourself a Texan? I never really considered myself a Texan in the last decade. That's what I figured. Yeah. You, you've been in, I mean, physically, you've only been in Seattle for, like, what, a year and a half? No, two years now. Two years? Yeah, going to be but, three next back. Your, your right. heart and soul have been there for like six a, or a while. seven. Yeah, <laughs> a while. Of course, now in the last week, I've apparently moved to Silent Hill. Did I miss something? It's, Are you in had, Beijing? We've had freezing fog advisories for the last week. And oh, you been, poor thing. It's been 24-7 just you. I, I can't see the high school across the street from my house. For the last week. You poor, poor thing. How much snow do you have, Dave? Still? Yeah. Most of it's melted. Like, we had rain. A lot of it's melted. There's only about four or five inches left. I never said anything bad. I'm just making a comment that I apparently moved to the Silent Hill. Mm-hmm. Not a pity. <laughs> I think Beijing gets to claim Silent Hill. No, Centralia, Pennsylvania gets to claim Silent Hill. Well, there is that. That is also true, given that they are pretty much the actual origin of Silent Hill. Yep. I was so close to actually going to that town, too. Aren't there advisories not to go there? I mean, besides yeah. the guy with a pyramid head? <laughs> yeah, but actually, uh, I was doing research when I was over there for Christmas, and because uh, where my family lives is about an hour away from Centralia. And actually, the mine fires actually moved on, so the city itself is is okay to go back to. It's just, you, you know, you're not going to go in there and see the Silent Hill aspect, but you'll see all the damage of a 40-year-old mine fire. Which is still burning. Which is still burning. Where's the oxygen coming from? Um, the different uh, shafts and when uh, – because the ground's so hot, it fissures, and so then the oxygen gets in through there. Wow, nice. I did not know Johnny was such an expert on mine fires. 
Uh, just on that one, apparently, because I did a lot. If I get if I get obsessed with something, I learn you, a lot. You get obsessed with something really quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Not to sound, you know, um, but yeah, you do. <laughs> I do. So, I Johnny, myself to be, yeah, what? Um, I'm interested in chip tunes. <laughs> okay. I'm not sure where he's going with this, Johnny. Watch uh, yourself. I, well, I'm just curious. What is it? How did you start doing it? And what are you doing now with it? Oh, um, well, chip tunes is basically named after the sound chips of uh, old video game hardware because back when uh, the NES and the Atari and the Commodore 64 were uh, the big, the major players in the video game industry, that's where most of its sound came from. It was from sound chips that were on the motherboards. And so, like, the NES had the 2A03, uh, the C64 had the SID chip, the Game Boy has its own type of chip. And so that's why it's called chip tunes, is, is because it's all just basically programming music tunes off of that, off of that chip. Um, I found out about it actually by way of the Proto Men because their first album they used a lot of of chip like sounds. Um, not necessarily using chip, but they used a lot of synths that sounded a lot like the old NES and the old Game Boy. And uh, I was in a band at the time that we were doing sort of a new wave synth pop kind of thing, and so I was trying to figure out how to get that sound. And in figuring that out, I found Anamanaguchi. And in trying to find more music by Anamanaguchi, I found this whole creative site that basically told you how to do it, how to, how to make it, how to program it, where to get stuff, where to get everything that you need, and all that kind of stuff, which unfortunately has now gone by the wayside. But uh, So I just picked it up and did just pretty much locked myself in the room for about a month and just played around and just started writing stuff. And... Uh, now I'm not really doing much at present moment. Um, I'm kind of just going here and there, doing commissions every now and then, writing songs for, for people and for myself, and just generally trying to get out there and play it. I've more gone towards the support side as far as the scene goes. Um, up here in uh, Seattle, we started a, a, a new series of shows we call Expit that uh, actually we, we showcase a ton of the local chiptune artists up here. And we always fly in some of the quote-unquote bigger names who uh, uh, from around the country and around the world to come perform at some of our shows. And uh, we've played in association uh, – not in association, but we've played at PAX. We've played at, at uh, SecureCon, um, just some random shows we've been doing. And uh, I'm actually going to be speaking probably on a bunch of panels at NorwestCon at the end of March about uh, chip tunes and performance and, and that kind of stuff. So Now – are you just like hooking the chips up to like a MIDI keyboard? Um, I'm not. There's you can you can do that. Um, I'm actually using a program on the Game Boy that someone designed to actually just program uh, on the Game Boy itself. So using the commands, uh, different commands, different button combinations of A, B, left, right, up, down, select, and start. Uh, you can control and design and figure out what sounds you want the, the Game Boy, the chip, to actually play. I'd like to to jump in real quick and say I've seen Johnny actually working on this a while ago. You, he did some uh, video performances online of this, and it was actually really cool to watch. Really did look like you were just sitting there playing with the Game Boy. Yeah, with 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 my new computer that I got for Christmas. Thank you, mom and dad. Um, I'm actually gonna hopefully I can get back. I'm gonna hope to get back into that very shortly because I need an excuse to start writing again and have a, a set time to actually sit down and start writing. So. Hmm. So, if I wanted to get into this, 
what would I need? Um, an old Game Boy that you can usually pick up at a thrift shop. Uh, I have a Game Boy Pocket actually um, in the other room. That works. Uh, you'll need a blank cartridge, which you can get those really easily at uh, – uh, my favorite site is uh, kitschbent.com, K-I-T-S-C-H, uh, B-E-N-T. Hang on. Let me make sure I got that one correct. Bah! K-I-T-S-C-H-B-E-N-T. No, uh, yep, that's the one. Uh, kitschbent.com, they sell uh, USB cartridges, which are actually really cool because you can just plug it into your computer and then load up whatever. Do you have any Game Boy ROMs? You can throw it on there or this program. And then two bucks to donate to this guy, uh, lsdj.com, which is the program that I use. And that's it. So it's like really like if you have to buy everything just to get started on it, it's about 50 bucks. Hmm. Yeah. Andy, are you looking for a new hobby? Oh, believe me, I got. I don't have enough time for a new hobby. I was just curious <laughs> to see if it was like something where you needed a, you know, DJ turntable or lots of MIDI software. Or, I mean, that that stuff definitely helps, but just to get started and just writing and writing stuff like the very do-it-yourself homebrew stuff, you just need a Game Boy, the cartridge, and the program. That's that's why I started loving it. You know, and I've of course grown into I have like DJ equipment and I use guitar programs and different effects and synthesizers to to modulate what I'm doing, but really just to get started you just need those those two things. And enough batteries. So <laughs> you'll need a lot of double A batteries. Yep. I've run through a ton. Should be sponsored by Duracell, honestly. You could probably swing it. <laughs> be featured on that commercial. When Johnny Nero has a battery that he needs to <laughs> Oh god, that'd be terrible. <laughs> I mean awesome, but terrible. It'd be interesting. I don't know how yeah, that would, what would you, what would you be your thing though, is that they you you trust Duracell. I think it would be more of like Duracell shows up at his events and puts a banner up behind him. <laughs> Maybe. That that would probably be more in line. Nah, my sponsorship deal would have to inc- include a commercial. <laughs> like, I must be on TV. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I was just curious about that. And then Johnny is like the go-to guy in this field. It is his area of expertise. Well, it is an out of the, his expertise. Out of out of the three of us, I would say, yeah. But I'm de- I, like with most anything else that I feel that I am knowledgeable about, I definitely do not call myself an expert in it yet. What big names are uh, would be experts in the field? Uh, Anna uh Danimal Cannon, uh, also known as Dan from Metroid Metal, uh, uh, Electric Children, Jack Waterman, uh, J. Arthur Keynes, Crash Faster, uh, Saber Pulse from the UK, Henry Home Suite. Uh, this really goes on and on and on and on and on about it. I'm still I'm still trying to learn, and plus, I also kind of have a, a different sort of approach to making music. A lot of people write whenever they write their music, it's more like, "Oh, look at the Game Boy, and look at what I'm doing on the Game Boy, and look at this, and it's all dancing and stuff like that." And I'm I just trying to treat it like more like an instrument. Like mm-hmm. I've said, okay, it's had enough time of people going like, "Hey, look, the Game Boy can do stuff," and enough people realize, "All right, the Game Boy can play music." Now that I'm not, that I'm I'm trying to more treat it more like an instrument in in my music instead of just instead of just the focus of 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 look at how hipster I am that I'm using some sort of old old Game Boy thing. I don't think I, that's a generalization, but it is it 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 is something that I feel is prevalent in in the scene it's not it's not as much as it used to but i don't know it's weird <laughs> johnny nero as a hipster 
I mean, that's not a huge stretch of the imagination. No, no, it's not. <laughs> Think about that for a moment. He had the big, thick-rimmed glasses before they were cool. Into all these little bands that no one else has heard of. <laughs> yeah, Johnny's a hipster. Johnny, how does it I, feel to be a hipster? What was your neither, first clue? I can neither confirm nor deny my hipster status. Because if you confirmed it, it wouldn't be a hipster. No. You no, can't no, no, call no. yourself I, a hipster. No, 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 no. If I confirmed that I was a hipster, I would be a hipster because I'd be confirming that I was a hipster. If I denied that I was a hipster... I would still be a hipster because the hipster thing to do is to deny that you are a hipster. Ah, okay. It's not like you get kicked out of hipster club for confirming that you're a hipster? Nope. <laughs> I have many hipster friends who even look at themselves and be like, yeah, I'm a hipster. So. The first rule of hipsters is to accept that you're a hipster. <laughs> unless, unless it's not cool. No. <laughs> it's not cool to be a hipster. Goddamn hipsters. So, should we actually talk about other topics? Sure. Do we want to hit uh, government first, tech first, what, media um, industry? Well, should I continue a story that we did last week? First? Sure. Okay, so last week we talked, last week was CES. Well, our show about CES. Yes. Yeah. And you know how we talked about the thing with CBS, CNET, DISH, and their hopper? Vaguely. Well, CBS owns everything. CNET. Own CNET. And CNET was putting out dishes thing. Yes, the dish hopper. They were going to put the dishes hopper as one of the uh, finalists for the best in show sort of thing. The best of CES award. They were going to give the dish hopper a best in CES award. Okay. And CBS said you can't do that, you know, because we have litigation against them, and therefore um, you should take them off their list. Well, that was only part of the story. You see, what had happened was CNET had done their voting and given the Dish Hopper the Best in Show Award. Not not a finalist, but as like the CES item. Best in Show. CBS said no. Yeah. Yeah. It it came down from on high. Like, CBS general manager had informed CNET staff that the Hopper could not take the top award. And this was actually, you know, after all the voting was already done and everything, and the CNET kind of just sent the word out to CBS when they sent out the word to everybody, saying, hey, this is what our best in show is going to be. CBS heard that and said, no. There is something to be said here about, like, political freedom and editorial freedom and corporate masters. Yeah, there were some people who have left CNET because of this. Censorship is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but that's what we get for having a privately funded media. <laughs> I just can't believe it. It's the CBS is like, yeah, um, no. I mean, CBS lawyer said they wanted to keep the court case clean. Because you know, this dish, would dirty it up? I, I guess so, somehow. Well, what's the, what's the court case? That, I mean, that's the first thing you gotta, you gotta wonder is what is the court case that they have right now? Well, CBS is suing that they're not able to, um, oh, the, uh... Hopper is a way to get around uh, copy protection or something like that. It's Then it's a violation of the DMCA? See, I'm not exactly sure what the heck CBS is trying to do with this Hopper. CBS is suing because, let, let's be honest, CBS is suing because they see a threat to their profits. Yes. Yeah, that's, the that's, technical that's what it, reason doesn't make a difference. Yeah, so for, their, so for their case, it would actually look bad on them if they – if a company that they owned said, hey, this thing that we're suing is actually pretty freaking good. It's really cool. Yeah, it would be yeah. terrible at the same time. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, it's really bad. Don't get it. But seriously, guys, if you, if you get if, if 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 it just so if happens you're to show going to buy something them. like it, yeah, this is the thing, right? But don't yeah. buy it. Seriously, yes. Yeah. Try not to buy it, but but I mean, if, if you absolutely have to, this is the one. Yeah. Like of all the cool products that our companies hate at CES, this is it, man. This this was this was the thing. Andy, <laughs> we're C- never allowed to sell out. <laughs> that that's what CNET should do. Is is there, it shouldn't be the 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 best of CES. It should be uh, best of the things that we hate. <laughs> but Brutus is an honorable man. <laughs> I'm just trying to see uh, why they actually sued a dish. That's that's essentially what what Dave said is. I mean, they'll they'll come up with some legal mumbo jumbo to make it look like to make it sound like it's not that. But that is exactly what they're doing. Is is this could cut into our profits because it'll be easier to pirate stuff off of it now. Yeah, which I I actually just today pointed out is still stupid because unless everyone who buys this is a Nielsen family, it's not going to make a difference. Right. Nope. CBS doesn't sell cable, so it's not going to make a damn bit of difference. Need to alter the ratings. Yes. Could you imagine if every TV was you? You could volunteer to be Nielsen with every TV. Um, with the most recent update on the Xbox 360, there could actually be a lot more Nielsen families. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I mean, like for for like online streaming stuff, because. Uh, in the up the in the last fall update, and I can talk about this because it's out now. There is uh, there is a um, a Nielsen family sound option that you can have it turn on or off, and that's essentially the how Nielsen gets its data through its boxes. But it's built into the Xbox now off the off the new dashboard, and it's there so that Nielsen they can start tracking on uh, with Nielsen families who have Xbox 360s, how much time they spend online playing games, how much time they spend online watching streaming content and video and that kind of stuff. So Okay, but it, Nielsen would still have to open it up and say, yes, we want all these people. Yeah. The, the ability is there, but mm-hmm. Nielsen still has to take the, the shot. Right, and Nielsen knows it's there. It's not like Xbox says, oh, we're going to put this in for like anything else. Like they <laughs> we're going to like, sneak this one in. Yeah, no, it's, no Nielsen, Nielsen knows about it, so yeah. all they need to do is really just open it up, and they can have a better, at least for like online stuff going. But I mean, I'm pretty sure there'd be some way that they'd be able to, to figure it out, especially with the TV on Xbox thing that's that, that, they're, that we're trying to put out and stuff like that. It, it you know, be a definite, definite way that they'd be able to get more accurate data on ratings. No, I don't doubt it. They, you can get it through TiVo. TiVo sends the rating information to Nielsen. But I'm also I'm also doubting that Nielsen is interested in actual data. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, Nielsen is pretty happy where they are. Yeah, yeah. they're they're not. There's no incentive for them to change. They are the only game in town. Yeah, right. Why change? See, that's why I just wanted to bring that up because that it it was the story we had posted was not the whole story. Okay. So we've got lawsuits as a theme. Let's run with that. Okay. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, Silicon Knights, makers of Too Human. Okay. Do you remember this game at all, Andy or no, Johnny? I do not I remember, remember this it. game I at all. I, play, I, I tried to play it. This is when I did, like, the Gamefly rental by mail thing. I tried to play Too Human, and it was a terrible game. It was it was kind of glitchy. It was it was just bad. It was not a well designed game, and turns out it took a lot longer for them to produce it than they had hoped it would. The reason for that is that they they, they claimed at least that uh, the Unreal Engine 
and Epic Games, the producers of the Unreal Engine, kind of fucked with them. And, and the claim was that Epic Games was withholding like the best parts about the Unreal Engine and that they weren't distributing it. Oh, because they wanted to keep it for the uh, Gears of War. Yeah, Probably. and that gotcha. all the money they were getting from licensing the Unreal Engine was going to developing Gears of War, and that it was in bad faith. So they sued. Epic Games countersued. And they countersued saying basically breach of contract, uh, trade secrets, and copyright infringement. And I'm guessing Epic won. Epic won. <laughs> it was an epic win. Epic. Oh, oh. oh come on. I have no. my hand up in the air, even though nobody can give me a high five. Andy, you have to remember where I work. <laughs> True. You, you probably get those all too. the time. Yeah. <laughs> that gets tired. Before the first day, that's already an old thing, and no one likes it. My coworkers know my strict policy of Nerf guns is that I will not fire upon unless being fired upon, or bad puns are, are uttered. Nice. My I will get shot so many times at your work because I'm neutral. I still get shot. When I get shot, I steal their ammo. <laughs> one of my coworkers actually argues. One of my coworker actually argues that all puns are bad puns. And I'm like, no, not all puns are bad puns. Some puns are actually very witty and smart. This was not one of them. Yeah. All right, here we go. What starts with an E and ends with an E, but only contains one letter? E. An envelope. Oh. John, do you got that Nerf gun handy? <laughs> Just about to say, it's like, I'm going to go see if I could talk to some people about <laughs> making Nerf gun teleportation technology. Really, that's something Microsoft is working on, huh? <laughs> Nerf gun teleportation technology. I can't, I can't yeah, comment the best on that. Yeah, can't comment on that. <laughs> yeah. Microsoft is working it's, on the ability to reach out and slap somebody across the internet. It's up to you to determine if I'm hiding something or if you just are not working on anything like that. Like, Actually, something like that would be really easy because you know the USB Nerf, Nerf gun fire, uh, firing things? Yeah, I mean, just, you could just hook those into the web. Yeah, design the software so that it can't be controlled from the home computer it's being connected to. It has to be controlled remotely. Why yeah. would anyone put them on their desk? Maybe they're required to. <laughs> uh, for our, uh, uh, it's just, it's just simple hacking. Um, for our uh, 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 white elephant fit this year, someone got an easy button, a Staples easy button. But when you hit it, it plays the uh, Price is Right uh, fail. I've actually got a hacked easy button as well. Then all he did is switch out the motherboards. Wow, I gotta get myself an easy button. Yeah, it's better to just switch out the motherboards than it is to try and reprogram it. According to the person who reprogrammed mine. Yeah, and that's yeah, that's all. That's all. That's all. Uh, this guy did is just switch out the motherboards. Yeah. yeah. So Epic Games is required to recall all copies of Two Human. Oh Jesus! Them. Including electronic and digital copies. <laughs> Give me a second. <laughs> so Johnny's not allowed to talk for the next five seconds because it's worth pointing out Microsoft is helping out with this. Uh, they have actually removed the game from Xbox Live. Well, no, that, I mean, that, like, that's okay. That's legitimate. Like, like uh, that's okay. I yeah, mean, I mean, it's a court order. Well, no, I mean, it's, it's like you can, re, you, can, you can stop it from being sold any, anywhere further. I'm just – I'm laughing at the fact that they, that they say, oh, well, they have to get all electronic copies back. Yep, yep. Yeah, good freaking luck. <laughs> well, I mean, if Microsoft goes in and just deletes it, 
you don't have access to it anymore. Well, yeah, but that's that's if that's if the game is not on the hard drive. Yes. Like when it needs to be downloaded. If they keep the game on their hard drive and keep transferring it, it's no problem. They can still they can still do it. Now, now it, it's also worth pointing out no one in their right mind would actually do that. The game was terrible. <laughs> but how would how would it be like you are the sole owner of this game Dude, now wait. because you know all of it's like the uh, ET wait. for the Atari. Put your yeah, put your hard drive on eBay. Be like, I have two human, which I do own myself, by the way. The ET Atari game. Yep. Wow. No fucking clue what goes on Atari. I have seen someone do a speed run. It's possible to beat that game in like three minutes. Well, yeah, if you can figure out what the hell to do. (laughs) (laughs) Trial and error is the ultimate game. God, that game. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm not. I mean, I. I mean, I can talk because, yeah, of course we'll take it off the, the, the service. Of course we'll, we'll take it down so that people can't re-download it because of that kind of stuff. But it's we're not gonna we're not gonna go through and like delete, delete. it off of people's hard drives. Yep. yep. What is this, Amazon? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, it's not funny because it's true. It is. Of course, I state that being a gamer and being one of, of logical intelligence, I really have no control or no say or no idea what Microsoft will actually do. So do yep. not do not take this as something me as me say. Our, me say our standard disclaimer: Johnny is not an employee of Microsoft while he's on our show. Yeah, that's the thing you always hear on the DVD commentaries. This is Johnny, not Microsoft. Yeah, my my opinions do not reflect those of of my employer. Yeah, and you'll probably still cover your own ass, but. Um, okay, and then other, other legal issues. This isn't uh, officially a lawsuit yet, I believe, uh, but Time well, Warner is a little oh. pissed at Netflix. You're not talking about the other potential legally thing then? Not yet. Okay. Netflix has this open content thing, or open connect, not open content, open connect. Saying, okay. like, this is our new package. It's called open connect. You, Mr. ISP, can choose to sign on. Basically, if you do... You are guaranteeing not to throttle us, which is, you know, okay, cool. Network neutrality, right? Yeah. yeah. Time Warner says no. Time Warner is saying this is an unfair advantage. <laughs> How is and it? Tra- How? Ow. I don't know, but they're marketing it as being unfair to consumers. That And actually, I mean, to, to some extent, it, well, no, no, no. I, I actually can see this as an argument. To some extent, it is unfair to consumers. Because if my provider doesn't sign up with this, Netflix is withholding content from me. Well, yeah, in that aspect. So that does make, I mean, Time Warner actually has a point. <sighs> but I, I, can, I can see that as Time Warner say basically, that's, Time Warner basically has that suit to say, we're not going to agree to this because we want to throttle customers, but we're going to spit it in the way so that, hey guys, it's not our fault. Right, but I mean, we're, we're the, so, the, so they, they do have this evil purpose at the beginning of actually wanting to throttle it, but they're still right. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, they, they are absolutely right, but, they, the consumer. but, they're, but the thing, the, the spin of it is, is that everyone, you know, most anyone who follows the tech industry at all knows Time Warner would be one of the top companies that would not allow that to happen. Oh yeah. That would not sign up for that. So therefore Time Warner saying this is basically they're they're trying to look like the good guys and get some face back by saying, Hey, 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 people who use online, people who use RISP, we're there for you. <laughs> See, we're we're fighting for you because if people don't want this, then they're withholding content from you. We're not even talking about people who are on our ISP. We're talking about everybody. If anyone else decides to do it, they're withholding content from you. Yep. 
I am kind of curious to see some of these super HD titles. Do you have the bandwidth for it? No, no, I don't. I do not have five <laughs> megabits per second connection. <laughs> Why does it matter? I'm curious what the super HD format is, though. Uh, yeah. Well, they're it, coming out. They're coming out with televisions that are higher than 1080p. Yeah, the the 4K televisions. Yeah, and so, so that's maybe you could go through that one. Yeah, except yeah, that we don't. Have, we Nobody really it. has spent the money to get a 4K television. So what is the Super HD doing? It, we we covered this last week. It's not even a matter of having the 4K TV. No one has the bandwidth. Yeah, no one has the bandwidth for it. In the U.S., no one has the band, bandwidth for it. Maybe Kansas City. But what exactly is Super HD? That's all I just. That's what I'm trying to find out right now. I don't know. Netflix it's, being Netflix and Time Warner being Time Warner. That's what it is. It's, it's HD. That's one weakness is kryptonite. <laughs> I think I need some kryptonite. <laughs> HR two eighty seven. House resolution 287. Andy's posted it as the violent video game tax. No, no, there's two of them. Oh, there's two of them. Mine is a Missouri state bill. Yours is a federal bill. Okay, let's talk about the, the Missouri state bill, which will probably go down in flames. Okay, the Missouri state bill. Tell me it's co-authored by Jack Thompson. No. Damn. No, uh, Republican. Jack Thompson's now just become a talking head. He can't do anything. Oh, he else he actually was back else. not too long ago because well, no, you know he came video back. game violence and shootings were brought up again. Well, no, he he's yeah as a talking head, he can't do anything. He can't do litigation. He can't write. He can't write anything. He's barred from doing that. So all he can do is just shoot his mouth off. Pun he's intended. Only, he's only disbarred <laughs> in Florida. Well, what other? Because uh, don't you have to pass the bar exam for each state? Yep, and federal. Yep. So what other states have reciprocity? So does he have a license in any other state other than Florida? I mean, the guy's been out for like th- what two years now, three years now. I'm sure he has a license somewhere. He's got to make a living. Yeah, he's probably making a living being the being the the talking head against violent video games. Well, there is that. Okay, one percent sales tax on quote violent video games. Yes. What are they defining as a violent video game? Uh, hold on. Let me double check this. Let me see if I can get the actual oh, All video games with teen mature or adult only. Yeah. A term violent video game means a video or computer game that has received a rating from the ESRB of teen mature or adult only. Therefore, it will be taxed 1% to go towards, I think but, it's mental health. Uh, yeah. The revenue is derived from the tax. Associated with exposure to violent video games, which, by the way, there are none. Ha ha. Um, okay, so, so kind of two sides to this. One, it's actually not technically unconstitutional. It's a syntax. It's just like putting a tax on tobacco or alcohol. Yeah. On the other hand, not all games are rated by the ESRB. No. But secondly, not all games rated teen, mature, or adult only are violent. Rock also Band. Ah. Rock Band would be classified as a violent video game under that law but but you see that you see that you, that's where that's where the, the the basis of any violent video game argument goes down to is what is the technical definition of a violent video game rock band yeah we can all agree isn't violent as far as in nature but with some of the artwork and some of the things that they do since it's a rock band thing can be deemed as violent imagery true what about SimCity? You got Godzilla stomping through and destroying that's what buildings. I, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, the alien invasion 
sending yeah. an earthquake. That is, and that's player controlled violence, man. Yeah. All right, here we go. The ESRB rating for Rock Band Three. It's rated teen. Content descriptors: mild lyrics, mild suggestive themes, use of alcohol. Yet somehow, because it's rated teen... Well, they could use the content descriptors. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It would be so easy to do it, but for some odd reason, this build does not have the content descriptors in there. Because they don't know about the... (laughs) More more like they don't know about the content descriptors. Um, But even with the... I mean, you know, what what does the ESRB do for any sort of MMO? Online content not rated by the ESRB. Okay, online content may vary or something like that. Well, that that they're talking about like your experience with being on mic with with stupid people who don't have any sort of sexual aspect. Yeah, no, I I understand that, but my point is they don't rate it. What is that going to, you know, what's World of Warcraft rated? What is uh, World of Warcraft rated? <laughs> I have my collector's edition. Is it on there? Uh, T for teen. Huh. Wow is rated T. Yeah, no, what, that, like that whole thing of online content not rated by the ESRB is not the, oh, you're playing online, so we're not rating it. It is, we can't guarantee who you're going to be playing with. And if you're gonna be if you're gonna be having a decent game with decent people or people telling you that they're gonna fuck your mom every every five minutes, yeah. So we're not even gonna try and rate that. Yeah, that is purely what that what that disclaimer is there for is so that no one goes and sues them and says, oh, this game was rated T, but when my kid played online, he had people call, calling him a, a racist or, or anything, <laughs> or he was playing with people who are racists. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Uh, some of the dialogue includes suggestive remarks and extended sexual innuendo. Is that mana worm in your pocket, or are you just happy to see me? Oh, yeah. Now eat the carrot. No, eat it slower. Mm. Um, if, if are these quotes? From these are the- quotes from the ESRB rating yeah. of Mr. Bandera. Wow. Yeah, the one, the one thing I remember from World of Warcraft is Slash Dance. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Mild suggestive themes. So I, I actually, unfortunately, oh, I hope this one doesn't pass. I don't see this actually as a terrible idea. I just think I it's being I, implemented poorly. It's being you know, implemented like, poorly. It's it's yeah. too broad of a base. Yeah, and that's that's it's, and that's to do with any of these laws is that they're not specific enough. I mean, yep. I, I mean, because well, they don't know what they're doing. You see, I, I disagree with, with you, Dave, technically on that there is no basis that, that violent video games in turn can cause violent people. There, on there's a tech, on a technicality. Okay, but there's there's no medical condition currently associated with violent video games. Can you Correct. agree to that? I can agree to that. I can agree okay. that there's no no medical condition. But my my belief is is that if these if 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 kids playing games that are particularly violent and that is all they know and video games are being used ba- essentially as a babysitter and that is all they know that is all they learn it is very possible that they would look at violence in re- in the real world completely differently than yes. than almost any than almost anyone else I, I can agree with that and that there needs to be uh, a, there needs to be some form of supervision and kind of corrective of this is a game not real life but yeah. the, the, to quote the bill, the treatment of mental health conditions associated with exposure to vi- uh, violent video games. Currently, there are none. Yeah, and I didn't, I didn't hear that the first time. So, yeah, no, I totally agree with you on that point. There is So where's the money going? <laughs> yeah. That isn't – so what, Dave, I need you to do is start up some sort of violent video game clinic in Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> what would I do? Like have people play Dora the Explorer all day? <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah. 
Charge them three hundred bucks an hour and you, you, build you a build a, a state. Money, get a Wii and just buy all rated E games. Step three is a Ten question. Step four is <laughs> no. That's what's going to happen with this bill. Is people are going to set up video game clinics. It's, oh, someone's going to do it. It's going to be all right. So, what's the other video game bill? The federal bill. This is HR two eighty seven of the hundred and thirteenth Congress. Uh, submitted to the the committee, not even to the House yet. So we we do have to clarify. Remember, House. We need to have an episode. no, no. It was introduced to the House on the fourteenth, and then it was referred to the House Committee on Energy and Commerce on the fifteenth. Yeah, isn't this? It has to vote on it. If it passes the committee, it goes back to the House. Yes. House has to vote on it. Yes. If it passes the House, they'll send it over to the Senate. The Senate has to basically write the same bill. It has to go through committee. It has to get talked about on the Senate floor. Both sides have to have the same bill signed, and then it goes to the White House. So right now, this one's in committee. So really, I mean, there's hundreds of bills a year that go to committee that never see the light of day. No, death yeah, by committee. It's what they call it. Yeah, but at the same time, at the same time, isn't this bill one of the ones that are a direct result of what the president requested? He said that they need to study. I mean, I think is what he said. They need to study the connection between video games and violence. This is the Congress saying we're going to do this. Um, So basically, to summarize, can't sell teen to people. I'm sorry, can't sell rated M games to people under 17. Can't sell adult only games to people uh, who are under 18. And this, this is the best part. Uh, it shall be unlawful for any person to ship, otherwise distribute uh, any video game that does not contain a rating label. Well, I don't disagree with that. No, I feel like the it's voluntary. A, okay, so A, voluntary. B, the ESRB has already said they can't do it for every game. What about these indie games? Everything on Steam. Everything that's coming out on Google Play. Google Play, iOS, right? Are you telling me that these poor independent developers who have just spent like eight months of their life pouring their heart and souls into these games now have to go and get it rated by the ESRB? So then, okay, but you see, I've always equated the the video game rating system to the movie rating system. Is why can movies pretty much have, always need to have that and all the other kind of thing. The ESRB just needs to either get a government grant or partner with the government or something to to be able to have enough eyes on these games to be able to rate them. Um, Johnny, just to clarify, movies don't have to be rated by the MPAA. Yeah, but then they're never sold. No. Well, they, they can be indie films. That, but indie they don't films have to, and indie theaters. Yeah, so they have don't to go have to, to be. It's just a, re, it's a requirement by the major Cineplex groups AMC, that, good rich. Yeah, that they will not show any film unless it has a rating. Most of them won't show any films that are rated above R. This would require, this would mandate that. We couldn't have those independent theaters. Now, I agree. Most games, in fact, the more the better, should be rated. But they should not prohibit the sale just because it's not rated. Was this the one... uh, Wasn't there a guy who introduced a bill back in December before the Congress closed down? I don't know. I'm Uh, trying to see if this is the same guy. He just basically reintroduced the bill or not. I do know that this bill authorizes up to a $5,000 per violation fine. Ooh! Granted, most I think most of the retailers now, if you sell a video game to a minor that's rated M, you're fired. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's, that. no, no, no. It's it's pretty much strictly it's it's voluntary, but almost any retailer with its salt follows it. Right. Because it's, it's because it's the right thing to do. Oh my god! 
Yeah. Um, but, uh, I mean, okay. I mean, so I didn't understand that, that little bit about, about everything like that, but still, I've always, I've always said that the ESRB needs to have more of a group behind it. Cause it, cause even oh, absolutely. says, says basically we actually don't rate the games. There's a video that's sent to us that we watch yeah. and then we rate the game based on that. And it's like, okay, if I was well, a video game developer, but, do too. yeah, yeah, but the movies, the movies are a little bit easier to do it that way because there isn't constant different things that you can try and do and go find and explore. With video games, I'm sorry, you need to actually be able to play that kind of stuff or at least a, a good majority of the game um, to be able to understand what's going on in it. Because what's, what's preventing a developer that's, that's sending their game out to be, to be rated uh, from holding back stuff and being like, oh, well, this will probably get us an AO rating, so um, we're going to hold that out of the video. Movie groups, what, you get six people down to sit down and watch a movie. They watch it probably like one time, mm-hmm. and then they do the ratings. So it's like two hours out of their day. Yeah, they watch You'd have to have all of them play the in, a large majority of the game. I'm trying to think of the last video what, what game. What would you I, consider a representative sample of the game is the question. That is an excellent question. It, yeah, this that, one, that's, that's that's the thing that would that would need that would need to be addressed by people who are far smarter than I am. But I just I don't I can't see how watching a video of the game of like certain parts and stuff like that how that cannot very easily be. be it can be, but because it it's this kind of uh, this voluntary action, the, the videos that they send, people basically say we're going to send you the worst parts of this game. That's how yeah, it's currently going on, right? Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's but, how the ESRB is going to do this. Is we're we're going to basically send you the worst part of the game so that you can look at it and see it at its worst. Yeah, but I mean, what? But is there any sort of stipulation sent in there saying, uh, what? Like that's that's forcing them to do that. And I'm not saying you know I'm not saying that video game companies are going to do this kind of thing. But that's but that's the thing is that what is what regulations are in place that when you send a video to the ESRB to make sure that you are actually sending the worst parts of the game? I have no idea. I don't know. Like I said, I, this is news to me. I don't know exactly how the ESRB rates stuff. So, Somebody I mean, online has probably like, done a story of it. The ESRB is it, it, the ESRB is a lot like, like a lot of stuff that is supposed to be regulated and stuff like that. It's, it's, it's okay. It's passable. But it really needs to, to kind of get another look at. Yeah. Like this law. So the, <laughs> the gist of it, yeah. I mean, the gist of it is this law is garbage. But again, it's going in the right direction. It's saying that there does need to be some sort of 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 rating now yeah. i i'm still not 100 percent that every game needs to be rated i do support the fact that the companies say you know gamestop best buy we are not going to sell games that aren't rated that's fine good for them those are very public places i still want to be able to get these games that aren't necessarily rated well i mean if they have a stipulation on there that says if you sell your game online well, there isn't really anything we can do that then there plus you're doing it so at your own risk if you're only providing digital copies for it being pirated and it's unrated then go ahead well but what if it's through steam do you enforce this on valve do you tell valve you can't put it on steam unless it's got a rating i don't think so i don't think i think that digital versions and as much as people are going to probably be screaming like but everything's going digital i don't think anything's going i don't think everything's going to go digital for at least another 20 years honestly really I think, there are, I think there are too many people with enough money and enough power that is going to keep that blocked for a long time coming hmm. until we get decent throughput of the internet i kind of agree with johnny yeah now i'm not just talking about in the video games industry you're talking about the isps you're talking about the, gov- the government you're talking about the people who are against piracy you're talking about all those people there are too many people that have enough power 
and enough money that are going to keep locking digital sales, a complete yeah. total digital output of anything. Yeah. So until that, until that time comes up, it should be something where it says, all right, if you're going to sell it digitally, then you're taking the risks of selling it digitally of that of in, in that vein. But if it's a physical copy that people actually have to go and purchase, it should be treated just like any other movie store, any other any other games, anything else. You know. And the thing is that there are a lot of retailers that do do voluntarily. The, the majority of retailers will do the whole ESRB do not sell to 17 or 18 voluntarily. But there are enough out there that don't. Yeah. You could order game off of Amazon. Yeah. Rated M for Mature. I don't think there's anything on Amazon that asks you for your age verification. When you sign up. Credit cards. Nah, it's with that thing. Yeah, if you're old enough yeah. to have a credit card. Yeah, that's that's pretty much – yeah, if you're old enough to have a credit card, you're old enough to get to, to buy a mature rated game. But that's the thing is that kids can just – it's I so easy to credit card navigate when I was that. much younger. In your name? Yeah. Hmm. It was tied to my parents' account, but it was in my name. Well, yeah, it's, yeah but it's tied to your, – your parents were responsible for, for paying that. Yes. So, so yeah, that that's that's how you can get around with that. But at the same time, Amazon probably has locks in for people like that. Where if it's if the age on the card is under the age of seventeen, they'd be like, you can't get this game. Hmm. You have to use your parents' version of the card. No, you can't tell that information from a credit card unless can't? they've got some weird agreement with the no, credit card company. Yeah, there's no age associated with a credit card. Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> moving well, on. Moving on. <laughs> in, the, uh, in the same vein, the nin- video games. Nintendo. Nintendo is going to be merging. Oh, okay. Its- I, I got really scared for a second there. <laughs> go on, go on. I'm sorry, finish up. It's it's going to merge its handheld handheld division and its console division together. You mean it wasn't okay. already? No, yeah, no, it wasn't. I, see, that's that's a, like I looked at this. I'm like, oh my god, I'm Nintendo merging with who? Like, what the fuck? How did I miss it? Oh, it's Nintendo merging with itself. Yes. <laughs> kind of a reverse mitosis going on here. Okay. I mean, the Wii U basically is a handheld. That's what I've. That's what everybody's been saying with this. It's like, oh, well, first off, people are like, wait, they weren't already the same department. <laughs> okay, mm, but second off, yeah, the Wii U, Wii U is. <laughs> it, it's a freaking touchscreen handheld that connects to a Wii. I've so why stories, not, you know? I've heard stories of people who actually have taken their Wii U on airplanes and used, like, the little plugs that you can use in the airplanes to plug in the Wii U and just played the game on the gamepad. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so they're playing, like, full games Yep, on an airplane. Wow. I mean, really, if, if Nintendo just does that and takes the Wii U's package and says, you know what, we were kidding around, this is actually the handheld now, that puts I'm them honest, so far of any of the competition. I'm I'm honestly surprised that Nintendo didn't already do that with all of their like 3DS and their and their DSIs and that kind of stuff. About saying, you know, like yeah, it'll come with its own gamepad, but if you want a second gamepad, you've got a DS. Yeah, wasn't there a thing where you could hook up the game SP and GBA to the GameCube? Yes, yep. that's what I was thinking. Yes, like they did it at one point. Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles was one of the only games that took advantage of that. <laughs> It was a really friggin' good game, too. But it was just one game. While Square is in the, the habit of remaking all of their games again and again and again, that's when I'd love to see them redo and release where each phone acts as the GBA. Hmm. See, that was my, my news. To- okay. Um, there's a bunch of other stuff that, that's kind of minor. I think we're probably running short on time. Yes. Okay. Random review. Wait, 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 wait. We're not talking about the biggest news story of the week in, in Geekdom? Which is? Me and Jonathan Colton. Wait, wait. Oh, shit. Yes. Okay, we probably really, should Really? That's about a news story? <laughs> I purposely didn't put it on there because I thought it was stupid. 
They're going was, over a cover the of that, a cover? The fact that Jonathan Colton gets to sue Fox, potentially, that's not big for you, Andy? It's a cover of a cover. No, it's not, a Andy. There's a YouTube video that plays them on top of each other. Yeah. It's not a cover of a cover. Andy, it's have a, you actually heard the Glee's of version of, of, the, of the song? No, I don't pay attention to Glee. Okay. You, or American right. Idol. Okay, time out. You, we, all right, pause the recording and go listen to that. I swear to God, Andy, the, you listen to 30, song, 30 seconds of that song, you will no longer think it's a cover of a cover. It's a straight up rip off like every sing the only thing they changed in that song was the guy singing the song here andy there's there's a stereo one i'm linking it left speaker is colton the right speaker is glee yeah it's not the situation of a cover of a cover of a cover it is a straight up performance of a cover they they absolutely stole it without without consent without anything oh my god there's (laughs) There's like 18 of these videos. There's one that shows the waveform comparison. Yep. That's kind of scary, actually, that it is the waveform comparison. It's almost exactly the same. It's, yeah. Oh, my God. You're Whoa. Yeah, what the frick? <laughs> I think this is a first on the Random Access podcast. What the frack? <laughs> Listen up, Andy. Is, is that would, would you call that a cover of a cover? No. Would <laughs> like to have had you on the 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 arbitration on that. Oh, it's just a cover of a cover. They can get away with it. No. Oh my God. Who? There is one change in the Glee version of the song, <laughs> which is during the chorus, the background harmony is not saying little middle. They're saying booty. That is it. They even keep Johnny C. Yep. Oh. Now in my head, I'm picturing Vanilla Ice trying to back talk his way out of it's Queens gonna be under that pressure. Situation. Uh, no, this is this is worse. This isn't even sampling. This is no. Yeah. This is. Oh. It's just not the same. It's not the same. The problem. The problem is the legality of it is is that. He might have a case since it is so distinctly similar, but as Andy brought up, since it is a cover and he may not technically have the full rights to the song itself, he may not have a case on that since it is a cover. The argument being is that because he changed it so much, it is, it's not suing over the song itself as far as it being the cover, but over the performance of it. Which is a pretty much straight up ripoff. Yeah, yeah. That that that's I, especially I, the thing with the copyright laws is the fact that you could. It's like um, class. Most classical music, since it was put out before 1927, is in the public domain. But performances are not. Yes, but certain compositions of that music. It it could be Beethoven's Ninth Symphony, but it could be composed or it could be um, arranged by somebody else and therefore that arrangement is under copyright so it's the same thing with this one baby got back was the original song jonathan colton arranged it therefore he should have his own copyright on his arrangement right and he did purchase the rights in order to rearrange and cover the song like he actually says that on his blog that he 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 didn't release it for free not under the creative commons license he actually purchased the rights to use the song so he does have a little bit of a leg up there. He did everything on the straight and narrow. Glee, right. Fox, Fox got fucked. <laughs> we'll see. I yeah, it's terrible though. Stupid Glee. Absolutely, like total theft. 
Yeah. Like, everyone's talking about, like, oh, well, this has happened before, and no one ever gave a straight thing, and I listened to those videos, and it's like, no, there's there's enough of a significant difference there that they could that they could get away with it. But this, no. They're, like, unless, for some reason, because they changed that chorus thing, there's something in copyright law. Like, I really hope Jonathan Colton sues the pants out of Fox. Well, did Vanilla Ice have to pay for, uh, with Under Pressure? I don't think so, and I think it was because they actually did find out that he did purchase the rights to the song. If I remember correctly, I could be wrong on that. It's been such a long time, and I haven't really yeah. paid attention Vanilla to Ice that. Vanilla Ice and Queen. Uh, let's see. No lawsuit was filed, all right. Yeah, I, I, yeah this is, I'm kind of hoping that Colton actually does sue. I really hope he wins if he does. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is, is Fox, Fox is one of them. I thought they were Disney. No, nope, they're Fox. Well, well then he becomes who is actually producing the show, because Fox is just the distributor. Correct. Just like the fact that the Big Bang Theory is actually, I think, produced by Warner Brothers, but it's distributed by CB- CES, or not CES, CBS. CBS. Yeah. So the saving grace for Fox, then, is that this hasn't actually been published? Like, it hasn't it been It hasn't, but they started selling it on iTunes. It was on... Whoops! It was on the U.S. store until the Twitter scandal started hitting. Then they immediately pulled it, but someone found it. And I don't know if it's still there, but someone found it on the Swedish iTunes yeah, store. This, oh, man, this... Oops. Glee is produced by Ryan Miller, Ryan Murphy Television in association with 20th Century Fox. Someone's losing a job. Uh, And the funny thing is that that so many people pointed out is that Fox is one of the biggest things to like movie and music piracy. (laughs) And well, (laughs) (laughs) way to stick it to the man. Oh, wait. (laughs) Wait, all right, now, all right, we should post, let me post that YouTube video that you sent me. Did. Okay, good. It's on there. Just refresh. Now, should we actually go yes, to a random okay, review? random review. Yeah, random review, go. The Kindle. Not the Kindle. The Kindle Paperwhite, which is the, the newest iteration it, the of Kindle. the Kindles. Okay. I enjoy it. The, 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 the big rub of this one is just um, the fact that it's uh, I think it's they call it backlit but it's not actually backlit I think it's, it's like side lit no it's front lit front lit it is called front lit like front your book lit. is front lit okay it is lit from the front but it seems like the light's coming from behind it's so weird but it's not there's nothing behind it it actually is front lit <sighs> It's pretty light late. It's about the same size as the Kindle Touch, if anybody has one of those. Time out, Andy. Did you just say it's pretty white late? White. Lightweight. Lightweight. Yeah, okay. The paper white <laughs> is lightweight. Try say, Jesus, this is freaking tongue twister day. This is Danny Kay coming out of the woodwork. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the paper white is lightweight. Pretty small. Um, you can hold it in one hand. Yes. And it, when you have the light on it, if you have the light turned on, it is on. It's bright. Well, you know you can turn down the brightness. I know. Okay. But the kicker is the light always stays on, even yes. if you have it off. Well, I mean, yes, it, you don't have it off. You have it all the way down. It's always on. 
It's always on. How's the battery life on it? Amazing. It's, still- it's not actually that bad. I granted, I've been staying in airplane mode. Still because- comparative, like still comparative to like other Kindles. Because I know can- uh, like like the original Kindles could go like a month without getting charged. I think this one can, can- go um, eight weeks. Yeah. Ow! With the light being on, on, on constantly. Well, so it's not on constantly. Constantly. I mean, you can you can actually turn the thing off and not just sleep it. Yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so even if it's asleep, the light is pretty much still on yeah wow let me see if if i have the case on it is the light still on it looks like it even with the case closed the light is still on huh well that's why i made sure to get a case with uh one of the magnetic yeah auto this sleep one things. is really and the, your light's still is. on yeah fl- lift the bottom flap of your case andy you'll see your light's still on too no my light's off your light's off yeah, huh. I got the like case closed and the, the light is off. Because I've got Laura's right here and the case is closed. It's a magnetic case and the light is still on. Weird. Hmm. Um, my other, so the, the light always stays on, which just seems a little odd to me. Yeah. But the other uh, really annoying thing is, um, so the you can, if you're, if you're in airplane mode, which is no Wi-Fi, if you go to the uh, shop, the Kindle store, or turn on the browser or anything, it says, hey, your Kindle is in airplane mode. Would you like to turn on Wi-Fi? And it's just one button. Yes, I'd like to turn on Wi-Fi. But in order to turn off the Wi-Fi, you have to go into, like, I think, like, uh, you have to hit the, if you're in a book, you'd have to hit you the have button. You do to, a lot of things. Yes. It is not easy. Kate's Kindle Touch, one button, and it, it it's like basically one tap, and you can turn off the Wi-Fi. Not so much with um, mine. Hold on. I got to be let me turn it off again. Let's see. <laughs> Settings, and then the airplane mode, and there we go. Um, my other really annoying thing with these Kindles is the fact that if Kate's got hers, I've got mine, but both of them are under Kate's name. Yeah. Because Amazon really just needs a frickin' family plan. Amazon <laughs> does, and Netflix does. Yes. We were talking about this earlier, right? I have two people on my Netflix account. We have very different tastes in movies. Why can't we have more than one user tied to the account? It makes sense, because we're in the same household. It's like if I bought an actual book off of Amazon, I could read it and then just pass it to Kate. Well, then how would they make money off of it? You know, Johnny, except I've got four people on my Netflix account. (laughs) But it's really nice. Um... I enjoy it. The, the light is nice, especially when it's dark. Yep. I'd, I'd, in fact, I will go so far as to say I'd be willing to pay an extra dollar a month to have the ability to have multiple users. Yes. Per person or? No, no, no. Just a dollar a month. Oh, there's also one thing I love is the time to read, where if I'm in a book tells you how long you have left. Yes. How many, you can tell how much time you have left in the chapter, how much time you have left in the book. It's really nice because when you start a new chapter, you like you look at it and you go, "Oh crap!" I literally right now I just started a new chapter in one of the books that I'm reading, and it has 29 minutes left in the chapter. Well, it actually like set like how does it like does it like how quickly you're turning the pages? You? Really, it yeah. learns your read speed. Wow! In each book, it just basically takes a rolling average of how fast you're turning the pages, and it knows how many pages are left in the chapter. That is, it's I, it's pretty cool. That's, yeah, that's that, really super useful. Yes. <laughs> Like when I, I was reading the when I was reading the book there. for the uh, the book club, I was reading it and go, some of the chapters are really short. I'm like, oh, three minutes, yeah, I can knock this out. And the next one, I'm like, whoa, 22 minutes. I look at the time, I'm like, no, I probably should go to bed. Yeah. So, Andy, for the price, yes, no. 
Um, I have the version that's $119 with special offers. I I don't see a point of doing the 20 bucks more for without the special offers because I don't even really notice the special offers. I just have it in the case. I open the thing, one swipe, and there goes the special offer. So $119, um, if you don't already have uh, an e-reader, I would say this is a nice one to get. Not wait for the next version? Just grab this one? Well, what, when's the next version going to be coming? I don't know. The resolution's pretty high. I don't have any eye strain of reading it. It's Johnny, are you you okay over there? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. Sounds Contrast like you're, you're is really running. good, because normally the, the e-readers... Like, was, it, like you're running. Oh, I might just be breathing right into my mic. Yeah, that, that would be the case. I was also laughing at the fact that the next the next Kindle Paperwhite will probably be the light version, which would be even the white white. The, yeah, so it'd be the Paperwhite light. They would never do that. Andy, it's Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't say what they would or wouldn't do. Also, for those sports fans out there, the Ravens just won the AFC Championship. So fuck the Pats! Yay! Oh man, it's East Coast versus West Coast. It really is. I it's mean, also the two teams been... that no one cares about. <laughs> Andy, wouldn't it have been that anyway? I don't know. Is Baltimore closer to the ocean than... Uh, where, where did the Do Pats we... play? <laughs> Last I checked, Baltimore... <laughs> Granted, yeah, Boston's right on the water, too. So. Right. <laughs> they They were both pretty East Coast. Yeah. So yeah, $119. If you don't have an e-reader, I like it. Okay, cool. Random topic, and then let's wrap this up. Okay, random topic. I rolled ahead of time. What old series would you like to reboot? I'd say Doctor Who, but they've already done that. Also, I haven't (laughs) actually watched the old series, so I can't really say that. You know what show I wish would come back? And I was thinking about this, not because it's... Reboot. <laughs> they need the reboot. to reboot. Reboot. That has been that has been the bane of almost any computer animated nerd ever since reboot went off the air. I mean, I loved that show. Was that was show. that was my religious get up at Saturday at seven a.m. because that's what time they're actually playing it on Saturday morning. I'm still a fan of the musical episode. <laughs> the origin, Andy. That's what I need you to do sometime this week. I need you to find me the origin of the musical episode, not see, specifically reboot. What? series started that because reboot had buffy one has buffy had one i mean tons animaniacs had a couple of them animaniacs had show. tons of musical numbers so i need you to find out what show in fact i might actually have another friend who would be better at this because she actually majored in american culture specializing in tv um but what show really started that no it, don't don't discount it may not have been a, an american tv show that would have done it true so i've actually am, am torn between three i'd want to see dinosaurs come back oh god or or this old uh this old tv like not even saturday morning cartoon like before school cartoon show called bots master because it's its whole gimmick was that it used like this weird sort of French 3D technology where, like, you put on these certain glasses and, like, it would have the action going on on three planes of vision. Uh, and they'd all be they'd all be scrolling at different pace. So it it's supposed to be this effect that if you have a certain a certain sort of way of looking at it and they're and they're scrolling that way, it it, it gives the illusion of depth. Weird. Yeah. Um. Or 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 live action Captain Planet. You know, I was I was about to say Captain Planet, and then I thought better of it. 
Because they would they would destroy. They aren't going to treat it with the respect that it deserves. Oh, they're not going to treat anything like that. If, if we're talking about rebooting it in today's modern era of reboots, you can't. You have to throw out. You have well, to throw out wait a minute. Would you say the that, that the new content. Doctor Who's do not respect the original content? I, you know, honestly, I would say no. They don't respect the the original content, but it's not necessarily a bad thing. Okay, because the original content was mainly just on set pieces. It was done mostly with puppets. And granted, this is all because of of, of I mean, technology back then. Set, there, right? Yeah, but but it's it what it was more of a studio sort of black box play esque type of thing for the original stuff. Whereas this one's more of the gritty crime drama kind of stuff, and it's not, a, and it's not a bad thing that they didn't respect it. But if I'm going to, if I'm going to be asked legitimately, did they respect the original version? I would have to say no. Okay, I, I can grant you that. I don't know what I no, want. Because, and honestly, I don't think, I don't think, I don't think, I don't think any sort of reboot nowadays should respect the original version. It should treat it with dignity. Okay. But it, it should not. It should Go, not. Okay. Going along with that line, though, there's no way a Captain American, uh, Captain Planet reboot shows dignity. I, yeah, I can, partly I can, because there's no dignity to show. I mean, there really isn't. Well, I don't Same know. Thing with with VR troopers, uh, oh, Beetleborgs. Oh my god. Yeah. Could you imagine a reboot of vr troopers <laughs> all right dave here you go ever the first um well most people think the first musical episode of a non-musical tv show was lucy goes to scotland of i love lucy in 1956 wow i love lucy no another another one tattooed teenage alien fighters how about battletoads that was a tv show yeah wow it was a cartoon you didn't know that i remember that I have like all the like awful because I grew up watching TV. Like I'd watch, I'd wake up and watch TV as a meeting breakfast going to school, and I'd watch TV as so I was like, I, like all the like super bad television shows. I just that's where I got grew up, developed my love of just really crappy B movies, cheesy graphics. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. So so VR Troopers would be a fun one. Um, Beetleborgs would be amazing. <laughs> it would be so bad. <laughs> it was, but it was amazing. I'd say Power Rangers deserves a reboot, but they keep doing that. Yeah, yeah, that <laughs> that needs no. to be put to rest. <laughs> Shoot the damn thing and let it yeah. die. Yeah, let it die and cultivate its offspring. Beast Wars was a cool show. I wish they would bring back. That, that was just it's that was a reboot. Yeah, I know yeah. that was a reboot. They've, that was a reboot. Michael of already rebooted it, and we already know where that went. <laughs> where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? The, the game show or the or the cartoon? <laughs> Fuck, do both. Can Rockapella still be the, the intro theme? I don't know. Is Rockapella still alive? Yeah. <laughs> it is only yeah. Like one, there's only like one member that's an original member, but yeah, Rockapella's still going around and doing tours and stuff. I, I would watch a reboot of the game show of Carmen Sandiego. I went back on YouTube because there's a bunch of episodes of it on YouTube, and it still freaking holds up. Laura says Animorphs. Was that a TV show? I, I'd 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 recommend she go back and read the books again. Oh, like, oh 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 all that Roundhouse Roundhouse the precursor to all that Roundhouse yeah. bring back fucking Snick. What the 
Who? What is the? What, what is Snick? What is what Roundhouse? Is what is Saturday, all that? Saturday Night Nick. Saturday Night Nickelodeon. Oh wait, was all that the the Nickelodeon sketch comedy show? Yeah, it was yeah. basically a theater for Saturday Night Live. Yeah, people would go to, and Roundhouse was the precursor for all that. It, it yeah, was all, all that kicked off. Was just uh, go ahead. All that kicked off Keenan's career, which then went into Keenan and Kel did a bunch of movies, and now he's on Saturday Night Live. Oh no, there's there's way more people that went from all that to Saturday Night Live. Oh yeah, way more. But but I mean, it, it was basically like you'd get these late teen, early twenties performers who could pretend that they were thirteen to sixteen. They'd do all that for like two years, and then they'd go to Second City for two years, and then they'd go to Saturday Night Live. And because they I- were owned by Nickelodeon for those two years doing all that, they knew everyone, and everyone knew them. Amanda Bynes started on all yeah. that? Yep. Jeez. Keenan and Laurie Kel, Beth, Lori yep. Beth, they were all on all that, and Roundhouse was kind of the precursor to that. Roundhouse was the more edgy version. Like, all that was kind of more of the sugar-coated, oh, this is, this is comedy shows for kids. Roundhouse yeah. was, the, was, the, was, the, was the comedy show that was, it's geared towards kids, but adults can enjoy it, too. Yeah. Actually, actually that just reminds me, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put everyone to shame. As far as game shows go, Double Dare deserves to be back on television. Uh, Mark, whatever his name is, is doing fine on the Food Network. Well, no, I'm not saying Mark Summers should host it again. I'm just saying is Double Dare itself should, should, should come back. I love how Double Dare, like, they, people are asked questions. Nobody knew the answers. They just didn't dare. Double Dare. Okay, Double Dare. Oh, that was what? like the entire what? show. Lost Temple of whatever, the forest game show thing. Legends of the Hidden Temple. Thank you. Oh, yep. When did this become, let's just reminisce about our child? <laughs> it's, it's so funny. You get a bunch of nerds of like, why are you rebooting that? You don't need to, do, you need to reboot an IP. But you ask the question, what would you reboot? Oh, this show. No, this show. 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 I can keep going. I'm going Carmen Sandiego. Final answer. Yeah, I'd have to go with Carmen Sandiego. The game show, honestly. That was the one show that I wish I could have been on. Me too. Well, because the grand prize was write the name of a place and we'll send you there for a freaking week. But the cool thing about the show is that they did that, but then they made the puzzle, the, the final round fucking hard. Yeah, no I, watched to this, I watched to this day after gone through high school and a little bit of co- and a little bit of college education. I still can't get some other stuff. Yeah, I felt so bar- sorry for the people who got like Asia as the final thing. You're like, really? No, no, you no. are screwed. Asia, Asia is doable. Africa. Africa. Oh, oh my god. Africa. Oh. Africa, but holy fuck. Too many I don't even know if the African countries. countries that I know are still in existence. Yeah. So this is why we need where in the world is Carmen San Diego to come back. Well, yes. no, it was it was funny about the way in one Carmen San Diego was because there was so ter- so much turmoil in some of those co- in some of those continents and countries that they were doing that they actually had the preface at the beginning of these are the names of these states as of this date. Really? Wow. Yeah, there, there were a couple episodes where it's like when they were doing when they were doing uh, Asia and Russia and Africa where they prefaced uh, it with these are the names of these states as of this because no one was sure at that point in time. Wow. Good forward thinking. All right, we need to wrap this up. Johnny, plug a site, any site. Uh, yeah, um, uh, I uh, Johnny Nero dot uh, Johnny Nero Action Hero dot Bandcamp dot com since I have nothing else and I've plugged that every other time I've been here. All right. So there's a really awesome cover of Call Me Maybe on there. Jeez, you had to bring that up, didn't you? Yeah, I did. <laughs> Why, why'd you do it if you don't like it? 
Yeah, it says right there, it's a challenge! Dare? Is that what happened? What? You lost a dare or something? No, someone challenged me to buy, because to, because I was, because I haven't put out an album in like a year and a half. And I, you know, people are telling me I need to write more music. And I'm always like, I, I can't get inspired, I can't do anything. So, one of my... One, the, one, of, one of the worst, most popular songs there is. Johnny, you know what you should do next? Baby Got Back? Nope. Friday. <laughs> No, 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 no. I'll tell you which one I'll do. Action no, Hero, no. I challenge you to cover Rebecca Black's Friday. No, I'll tell you which one I should do. Skip Rope. Never heard of it. Oh, it's by the same I, guy. I need no. you to do Friday. Do, do, no, do I, you, I'll, I'll tell you why later, but I need you to do, do Friday. Do, you, do yourself a favor and watch Skip Rope and look, and just sit back in your chair and, and fret at the state of the world and the future of our world. Oh, God. Okay. It's, it's kids performing drug references with candy. Like, they're dropping 40s of Arizona iced tea in brown paper bags. A kid with a fake beard is selling pixie sticks on a street corner. That's pretty bad. It's horrible. Okay, we're just gonna just, you know, end it probably right about there. Okay, we're, we're done. <laughs> Bye, everyone. <laughs> this has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening.